Fantasy fam, playoff football is set to begin this weekend. Uh, how we flew through these last 17 weeks of the season is beyond me, but we have set our, uh, our playoff matchups. They are all set in stone. The one through six seeds for both the AFC and the NFC are there for, uh, for us to kind of break down and see who's going who's gonna to upset, who's going to win, who's going to lose. I mean, this might be one of the weirdest ones I've ever had because in terms of – I tried to go through the players and the breakdowns, and I think anybody could win any game, honestly. Every single game is evenly – somewhat evenly matched as far as no clear-cut favorites. I mean, if you, even if you look at the spreads of some of these games – the Eagles Bears is the only one where it's a touchdown. Chicago yeah. is favored by yeah. six. Every other one, two and a half, one and a half, two. But that one's still weird because they're the they're, they're defending Super Bowl champs. I mean, Chicago's defense is great, but their offense is young. I don't know what they can offer. So we'll get into some of that later. But it's it's worth noting, um, you know, the fact that some of these players are coming back from injuries too. Sometimes, you know, some guys have finished the season a little weaker than we would have liked them to. So it's all about momentum, as we saw from your wonderful Giants back in 2012 is that the, or 2011. 2007, I mean. 2011. I don't care about the 7 one. I mean the 11 one. I'm pretty sure that's the one. I'm, yeah. Um, very excited. Very excited. This is one of my favorite weekends of the entire year. I love yeah. the regular season, obviously, for fantasy purposes. But pure football-wise, this weekend and next weekend, because we get two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday. Sunday. Every game is a sudden death, lose-and-go-home matchup. And what's interesting, too, is the Eagles are the only returning team out of these eight. So the other seven teams were not in the playoffs last year, which is crazy. And the Eagles, I mean, they slipped over a banana peel and made it in there because Kirk Cousins is terrible and the Vikings stink. But yep. obviously the Eagles played really well and they've earned it. So I'm, I'm very excited about this weekend, gents. Yeah, I, I couldn't be more excited. Um, divisional round, uh, I mean, the wild card round and the divisional round are my two favorite weeks. Uh, the championships and the Super Bowl, honestly, meh, it gets kind of lost, but – um, this is a huge, huge week, so I expect I expect to see a lot of uh, a lot of upsets that maybe people weren't expecting. Um, like expect the one I am the most game the game I'm interested the most is probably Chargers Ravens. Um, I might I'm be looking. Like, I'm definitely looking forward to that one too, because I just don't know what the hell is going to happen. I you just, really I, don't. For, I really, first first off, I would like to. Uh, I just want to say Happy New Year to everyone. Oh, true. Sorry. We completely, no, we completely forgot that it's 2019. Happy New Year. Honestly, I, I just completely, like, I'm still at work, and I'm just, like, looking at my calendar, and I'm like, it's really <laughs> January 2019 already? <laughs> what happened to Y2K? I thought the, we thought the world was going to work. All the planes <laughs> were going to fall out of the sky, and electricity. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and I don't use a pen and paper too much anymore, because I use, you know, What's Microsoft that? Word, computer, and all that. Well, yeah, welcome What's to that? 2019. But if I did, I would probably be writing eights and then having to draw a line in the middle to make it a yep. nine. Just I've I've done it every single the last two days. I have done 2018 on every single thing I've done, and it has come back to haunt me a few times. I feel like so, every single year that happens. I feel, yeah, everyone does it every year. It's so annoying. Yeah, it takes Obnoxious. about a month. It'll take about a month. But anyway, uh, so let's jump into some news quick. Some uh, some storylines to look out for especially for some teams that are in the playoffs that, you know, do have some players coming back from injury. Um, one of the biggest ones being uh, Melvin Gordon coming back after missing some time the past few weeks. Uh, we've heard some stories that he is um, just about a hundred percent. Austin Eckler is not exactly, but for all you, you know, playoff players out there who want to uh, pick up Melvin Gordon um, to know that he's a hundred percent going into that game against the Ravens is pretty huge. 
Yeah, and even if Eckler is hurt, I, I really like Justin Jackson as the uh, change mm. of pace, third down back. And he's, and he's fresh because he didn't really play until the last couple of weeks. So, uh, Hunter Henry misses the entire year with a tor- uh, torn ACL that he suffered back in, what, April or May. Um, and he could potentially return for the playoffs, including the wildcard round. Uh, it might be I'm a stretch. I mean, I think was, I'm just interested in the fact that it's possible. I mean, I, I, it's incredible that his recovery time is just – it's mm-hmm. coconuts. I've never – we've never it's seen coconuts. anything like that. It's, it's straight-up coconuts. But I think if, if he is even out there, you got a healthy Keenan Allen, you got Mike Williams, Tyrell Williams, Antonio Gates, who's never going to retire. But Hunter Henry's still playing out there. I think he's – He's a decoy. I think he's going to be used more of a decoy. Yeah. But then – Hell, if he's not like if there's not any defenders around him, Philip will try to get him the ball. He is he's he was so efficient when he actually played last year. I would say he finishes top five next year, but that's oh yeah, he's he's I mean going forward he's going to be a continuous top five tight end in fantasy. But but this this weekend I think that that Ravens defense though. Yeah, <laughs> oh, they they're crap. they're they're a very good defense. Damn, they're good. Yeah. So that'll be something to watch um, as well. We have some other injuries. Uh, T.Y. Hilton has been battling some injuries recently. Doug Baldwin uh, has been battling some injuries as well. You know, these are Kiki Kute. Um, going to be some game time decisions going in uh, to the, the wild card weekend. Ryan Green has been ruled out. So it's, it's very interesting because especially if, if T.Y. Hilton does play, you know, you got Dontrell Inman hurt. Uh, He's totally play. Limited. You got Ryan Grant out. I mean, so if T.Y. Hilton plays, my God, could he put up some numbers against uh, the Texans? He's Jimmy Brown, baby. He yeah. he may get thirty targets alone. Yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't doubt that. <laughs> so if they weren't, what I did read actually before, I'm sure you both read it as well, is that if they didn't if they weren't in playoff contention and playing incredibly well as they were, they would have shut him down weeks ago. Apparently. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was. They said he should have missed time. They should. Have, he should not have been playing. <laughs> they were in the hunt because they won. They went on that ridiculous streak in that end of the year. Um, that's why he played so much, and that's great for him. I mean, that's awesome. But, but what does that say for him? Because he was having an incredible past few weeks. Yeah, what like, it means past couple months healthy. actually. Is if that he's healthy, he's a top. He's a top five wide receiver. So does that mean he's he can get even better? <laughs> I mean, he's fast. <laughs> <laughs> he's so good. Yeah. So that. Him and yeah. him and DeAndre, I I would love to see who's gonna ha- who actually is gonna have more. Yeah, that's gonna be a, that's a great game. That's a great game to watch too. You got Andrew Luck and Deshaun Watson, T.Y. Hilton, DeAndre Hopkins. Wow. So we'll get Do into that. Do you guys remember the playoff game years ago when I think it was the first round too? The Colts with Andrew Luck played against, I believe it was the Chiefs with Alex Smith, and the Chiefs went yeah. up by thirty-five points like in the second quarter. Yeah. Colts came back and won that game. Yeah, it was like a 45-44 game or something. Like, it was it was, it was unbelievable. I can picture that happening in this game again. Wow. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I kind of hope that happens. Deshaun Watson in his first playoff game, who knows if he's going to have jitters early on. But, I mean, if he can just – if he can throw the ball to DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, who, yeah. there's no better receiver in the league, I think. Agreed. Best hands. Um, so, other pieces of news that don't relate to it because they did not make the playoffs. Sorry, Steelers fans. But this Antonio Brown news is – It's bothering me. It is coconuts to me. It's it is so obnoxious. That's what it that is. Lego, that Lego piece needs to shut up. I mean, I seriously – like, I really can't take Antonio Brown. I love him. I think he's a fantastic player. But he is such a prima donna. But the whole thing is cream, just, just ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's like, what are you doing? I, like, I don't this, get it. This is your job. Like, this is your livelihood. But they don't look at it that way. I mean, obviously, us as outsiders, like, it's just – 
Oh, yeah, but I guess it's kind of ironic that he was on The Masked Singer the other night. I was going to say, yeah, I was looking yeah, at IMDb. Yeah. Like, oh, he's out of the spotlight for a day. Oh, no, wait, he's in a video with James Harrison being a jerk. And yep. then, he, then he's on The Masked Singer? What is this? Yep. First yeah, of all, so who the hell created that show? Like, shame it's on very, you. Very weird. Shame on no, you. It's from, a, it's from another country far away. Of course it is. Which, so I'm not <laughs> of course, course it, it is. is. Uh, like really though but really? they're not yeah there's rumors that they're going to trade antonio first of all if they traded him they would have a 20 million dollar cap hit okay that is definitely not going to happen they are not going to trade him they're not getting rid of him he's unless he becomes a huge like an unbelievable burden he's still an outstanding player and who would destroy their uh their salary cap situation. he's still one of the best in the league so it's not it's, it's not even about his talent at this point it's based purely on the fact that the salary cap hit would destroy them well exactly so it's get not going to happen. I just it's worth it's worth mentioning because he. I could not believe the things that were coming out about that um, as I scrolled through yesterday and saw some of the news. Um, but I'm so over it between Le'Veon. Baby, let's let's Le'Veon. take a step back though. If oh yeah, Le'Veon too. Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown both having issues in the same year. Like, is it them or is it the Steelers organization? I was going to say, is it ironic that it's? Yeah. Um, what you think? Yeah, team. and then another franchise that's starting to, that just crumbled after making the uh, you know the AFC Championship last uh, year is the Jacksonville Jaguars, looking like a hot mess. Leonard Fournette might be gone uh, come twenty nineteen. Well, what a disaster! He was my first pick in two leagues. He was my first pick in two leagues. What His shoe colors are coming out. I think. I think he's, he's a good running back, but he's just yeah. He seems like a sh- shitty kind of. He just doesn't seem like a nice person either. <laughs> And he always he has, like, soft like tissue too. Yeah. yeah, he, yeah Kyle, just, you always talk about that. That's why I don't think you even drafted him this year. That's why I never draft him is because he's, it's, it's always a hamstring. It's always a quad. It's always and a those take a t- those take a while to heal, like, yeah. properly. Yeah, so that was the thing that, you know, Tom Coughlin's going to get in there and say, you know what, we're going to blow this team up and we're going to start it from our stars. Let's see what we can get for them and we'll go from there. I mean, you have to. You, you need a quarterback. He's still under contract for another three years, I you think. You signed freaking Blake Bortles to a ridiculous mm-hmm. deal. Ugh. Yeah. Leonard Fournette. I don't think they're going to lose that much money on it, though, which is a good On the Bortles one, no. But, but still, like – They extended him when they should have got rid of him. Yeah. And signed agreed. a quarterback. Well, he and had one they And then they brought him back. Yeah, and then they brought him back. <laughs> yeah, he had, like, a Joe Flacco-type run last year where <laughs> he, he blacked out and then he reverted back to, back yep. to his old self, exactly what he was. I think Joe Flacco is way better than Blake Bortles, but that's beside the point. Um, Joe Flacco will get a job in the NFL if Lamar Jackson is the, is the clear-cut winner next year. Oh, without a which doubt. He, which he is, which he is. Yeah. Which he is, which is just depressing because he's not really a quarterback. But anyway. He's an athlete. He's an athlete yeah. that touches the ball 25 times a game. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So last piece of news is just the coaching situation. The carousel has begun. Black Monday is over. Uh, all the f- coaches that should have been fired were fired, thankfully. Marvin Lewis, Todd Bowles. Um, unfortunately, the one that shouldn't have been fired because – it's unfortunate to Steve Wilkes. I feel bad for him and what the Arizona Cardinals did to him. One year? He had no, he had no shot. They had a rookie quarterback, a terrible offense, a terrible exactly. defense. Just so, terrible. No offensive line. So They missed out on they missed out on some of their top coaches. They, no, they missed They didn't necessarily they want out. to hire him, I don't think. Which right. doesn't I'm not trying to defend them because I think it's a terrible thing to do. it happened to watch what is his name? Rod Chichinsky. Chichinsky. Chichinsky with the, yeah, with the Browns, Browns right? And he's even from Cleveland. I, I yep. mean, that was disgraceful as well. But it's, it stinks for Steve Brooks. He'll, he'll land on his feet somewhere as a coordinator, I think. But the thing with that is, is that Arizona's reason they suck is because Steve Kime has absolutely decimated them because his draft picks the last three years have sucked. I mean, his, his, what he has done in the draft the past few years has been absolutely awful. So you blame the coach, we fire the coach, but let's keep the GM. I love it. 
anyway, so that coaching carousel will continue to keep on turning. Um, we'll see what happens, but uh, let's move on to the playoffs this weekend, wild card weekend. Oh. Let's, we'll start with the AFC matchups. Okay, we have two games AFC, two games in the NFC. Uh, the first game, the first game actually in the entire playoffs will be the Colts and Texans matchup of the AFC South. Uh, the two best teams from the AFC South. Colts will be at Houston. What are you guys looking for in this game? DeAndre versus T.Y., who's – you got two of the best receivers. DeAndre's probably the best receiver in the NFL right now, but there's – I mean, there's a very fine line between so many of them that you could make that argument. Uh, a guy that I'm actually going to – or I guess I'm actually going to be looking at the running game for both of these teams. I know they neither of them really have a great run defense, uh, but the Colts defense has been playing a lot better. But if they if Lamar Miller can actually get going or if, if Marlon Mack can do what he's done for a couple games throughout the season, I think they have such a better shot. I mean, Andrew Luck, don't get me wrong, he's going to throw the ball probably 50 times. It's going to happen because that's, that's what he does. <laughs> Deshaun Watson throws a lot too, so he – will obviously throw a lot of passes as well, but I'm more interested in this running game. I think Marlon Mack, Lamar Miller are the two guys that you, they need to step up for their team in order. I think whoever, honestly, I'm calling it right now, I'm making a bold statement. Whoever has the more running rushing yards between them two, their team is going to win. Wow. I know that sounds crazy, but I, I love, I love the running the game or running, you know, and then two, two pass heavy offenses. But I think the running game is going to be pretty important. No, I'm glad you said that too because I'm going to go on the exact opposite end of the spectrum because I think both of their run defenses are actually underrated. And I think they're going to be actually hold Lamar Miller and uh, Marlon Mack in check a little bit. So one of the teams is going to start scoring a lot early on. And I think the other team is going to have to play catch up. I think the Colts are going to start strong, score a bunch of touchdowns. Texans are going to revert to just passing it, which I think is why – once they start catching up and the Colts have to keep keep their foot on the pedal, I like Hines a lot because I think they're gonna they're gonna throw the ball a lot. Ebron Hilton, a couple of the receivers are banged up on the Colts. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is gonna have a monster game. T.Y. Hilton's gonna have a monster game, like you said. I think each quarterback's gonna throw for fifty points. I think by the end of it, the defenses are gonna be exhausted and it's gonna be a very high scoring game. I'm favoring the Colts in this one because of Andrew Luck's experience, but I think it's gonna be a very close game. High scoring. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely I completely agree with that. And the fact is, is this also could be a low-scoring game where Houston and Indianapolis both play solid defense. Um, but you're looking at two secondaries. Indianapolis has improved mightily um, on defense over the past year. They have actually become a really, really good defense, actually. They're in the top 15 or so in both running and uh, pass defense. But Houston is not. Houston's got a great rush defense, but their secondary sucks. And I think Andrew Luck, with his experience and how he's been playing, and if they get Ryan Kelly back and he can protect them even – you know, an offensive line that's been actually really good this year, if they can get Ryan Kelly back this week and Andrew Luck can play at the level he, you know, he has in the playoffs before, I, I really think the Colts can actually run away with this game, personally. But I, will they run away? I don't know. Because Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins will keep them in it. But I really think that Andrew Luck, T.Y. Hilton, Ebron, Mack, and that defense with Darius Leonard, I, I really think that they could run away with it. But – it's gonna be a good first game, honestly. It's gonna really be a hell of a game. Really good way to start the playoffs. Divisional game. Yeah, yeah that's crazy that it's divisional. That's crazy. Yeah, really good way to start the playoffs. Usually, the Sunday night game is usually the best game of the of the wild card and divisional rounds. But the Sunday night game, I think, is the worst game. I was gonna say that's my least yeah. 
It's the Eagles Bears. Like no one wants to watch that game. Literally no one. Eagles to lose. I just yeah. want the Eagles. To so lose. anyway, so let's move, on to, let's move on to the other AFC game, which will take place uh, on Sunday afternoon, the one o'clock game, and that is the Chargers at the Ravens. This one, this one's, this one I find interesting because the Ravens beat the Chargers a few weeks back, which no one was expecting, and because of that win, it actually propelled the Ravens into the playoffs. Um, they're playing with Lamar Jackson, a rookie quarterback who just runs the ball. But the Chargers, they've been banged up in the past few weeks. Um, what do you guys, what do you see happening in this game? Who do you think are the big targets that people should be looking at uh, when it comes to, you know, your playoff leagues? What I'm going to say quickly is that I'm very scared for Philip, for Philip, because he has not played that well over the last month. And he had 180 yards passing and two interceptions in this game. Was sacked four times. It's actually in Baltimore, too because they won the division. Um, I'm, I'm scared, man. Like, I really like the Chargers, and I think that they're Super Bowl contenders, but I'm not sure they're actually going to get out of the first round. They can't. If they can't beat the Ra- – if, if they can beat the Ravens this weekend, there's no doubt in my mind they can't beat anyone else. Like, they can beat every other team within – because now th- – I'm I'm still trying to wrap my head around the Ravens and how they're actually in the playoffs with Lamar Jackson. It's it's, it's an just, enigma, right? It's an enigma. It's, it's still baffling because they don't. He can't throw. I mean, he he can. He has a decent arm, but he's he's not your he's not your Andrew Luck who's going to throw the ball 45 times. He's going to run the ball. Obviously, what yeah. what I actually was listening to before is that. Lamar Jackson. This is the first time this season that a team is playing them. The second time now, yeah. So he's played everyone only once. So he is going to see a Chargers defense that is not going to play remotely close to what they played the last game. I I, I want I want to keep saying the Chargers. I I really do. What scares me also is that they're traveling from the West Coast all the way to Baltimore, and it is it is going to be freaking cold, frigid. Uh, who knows how Phillips going to do? They have a healthy team. I'm still going Chargers, though. I'm still going to say the Chargers, but like I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna inch it out. Go Chargers, go! <laughs> they're gonna win. Okay. Let's go Chargers, go! Okay, has, the thing has about Philip won in the playoffs ever. Uh, he's not Andy Dalton. He's never won. A, I can tell you, he's never won a title. That's for freaking sure. Oh, but yeah. I believe he's won at least one game in the playoffs. I have to check on that though. However, <laughs> Baltimore has the only defense in the NFL that is in the top five against the pass and against the run. Everything. Okay. Yeah. They are letting up 210 yards through the air and 83 yards on the ground. Okay. That is a really good defense. Okay. But if, I, and I mean this sincerely, if any offense is going to do it, mine would be, I buy pick would actually be the chargers. Okay. I think they are a very complete offense. I think if Hunter Henry comes back, it makes them even better. They have a very good defense. They are good. I mean, Derwin James has been a revelation on defense. You have Joey Bosa and Ingram on the Derwin James each other. Unreal. So I, I think if, if you, I think you are absolutely correct. If anybody, uh, if 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 the Chargers can beat the Ravens, I think they can beat anybody at this point. It's it's so that defense. It's it really going to be a really. Is. It's based on the fact if they can just get to Baltimore, if they can run the ball against them, if they can put up a hundred yards on the ground, I think they have a chance of winning the game. But Ooh. I kind of like. I guess I, I mean, if you're all in on the Chargers, then I like Melvin or Keenan. I like Melvin as, Moore personally. as far well as far as like if you're doing like a fantasy playoff or something like yeah. that. Yeah, we'll jump into that. We'll jump into that after we get through the AFC you know, and NFC. We'll talk about some some matchup strategies and some um, you know some play strategies. Chargers are getting two and a half too. Yeah, spread. 
Mm. Well, it's in Baltimore, too. That's why. All right, so let's move to the NFC games. NFC games, to me, are a little bit more boring, honestly. I think the AFC games are way more exciting. Um, that's mostly because the two, be- two best teams in the NFC, which they really are on the bye. You've got um, a top I, offense against a top defense. Right. And I think, yeah, in the AFC, I don't think it's the case. I don't think that the AFC's best two teams are the number one and two seed. So, anyway, the NFC, I do. So, first game in the NFC is Seahawks at the Cowboys. Cowboys fan here, what are you looking for? Woo! Looking for a win. Okay, Thank besides you. that. Thank you for your time. <laughs> <laughs> I am looking for so Cowboys like I said it and I even said it in the beginning of the year I think I said the Cowboys were actually going to have a top 10 defense this year I don't know if you guys remember that but they actually proved me wrong I think they even have a better than top 10 don't they they have one of the best they have the number five I think they're, run defense they're mm-hmm. letting up 95 yards on the ground which is pretty damn good it's in the top five yep. um when it comes to through the air, they are just – they're, they're still in the top 15. They are yep. letting up about 235 yards through the air, which is Chris, – Chris Richard, holy crap, revelation. He could, get, he could get a head coaching gig. I really hope he doesn't. It's, it's, but it's – I don't know. I don't, we can talk about that at a later time. I don't know how I feel about certain coaches. If you're, if you're good at something, why try to – I don't – you know what I mean? Like, why try to like – Yeah, I know. To, to, to try to jump into the head coaching. Exactly. It doesn't mean you're going to be it. good. It doesn't yeah. mean – yeah, Plenty good. of people are great coordinators. They are terrible coaches. Exactly. Rex Ryan, for example. There, there you go. Done. Wade Phillips. Yes. Oh, another one. Romeo yeah. Cornell. There's plenty of them. Yeah. We can go on forever. <laughs> exactly. All defensive-minded guys, by the way. Yeah, that's true. But, well, let's just head coaches. The best head coaches are offensive coordinators. But anyway. They – so Tony Romo is not playing, and he's also not holding for the field goal kicker anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's a plus. Uh the biggest thing I'm looking for in this game is that Seattle actually has a pretty underrated defense. They have a very stout, they don't have the Legion of Boom anymore. Maybe it's the the new era Legion of Boom or whatever, whatever the hell you want to call it. But they actually have a pretty stout defense. Uh, I think the Cowboys, they need to feed Zeke the ball. Zeke needs to get off. He needs to get the ball at least 25 times. You're looking at a guy who has been, who led the league in rushing the past two out of the past three seasons. And I think he hasn't even played every single game. What does that say? They obviously love him some Zeke. If they can get him going and keep Russell off the freaking field, because Russell's one of them quarterbacks that it, it's scary. And I really think if they get past the Seahawks, I don't know. I, I really like their chances as far as, I, I mean, then again, we, we said it before. There's, there's really no clear cut fit. Even the Saints. Even the Saints have a lot of weaknesses. The Rams have a crap ton of weaknesses. They, their defense isn't even that good. Yeah, so that's why, I mean, Seattle, both Seattle and Dallas both have uh, run Very defenses good and defense. defenses. They're exactly. both in the top 15, yeah. or both of them. So I think this could be a lower scoring game than most people are thinking, but also it could turn into, it could turn into a high flyer. It with, could also be a shootout, exactly. Right, Russell, Russell Wilson's throwing it deep to Lockett and Baldwin, and you know they're trying to run the ball as much with Carson and Zeke as possible. But I, I don't know going into it, but if I'm going to say anything, I think this is going to be a closer matchup. And I really – I think that the X factor, and I don't want to believe it or say it, but I really think the X factor could be Chris Carson. Mm-hmm. No, uh, I, I agree with that. I do. Uh, I, I think he could be the X factor here because if he can get, if he can get, if they can get the ground game going in Seattle and Russell Wilson oof. doesn't have to do everything, um, and that offensive line protects them, I, I think they could. Seattle could win this one. He averaged twenty-two carries, one hundred and like fifteen yards, and a touchdown. The past he's been four. he's been on fire the last uh, like month or so. Month, yeah. 
to me, this game comes down to time of possession battle, like you were saying earlier, brother, with with the run game. I and I, I hate to admit it too, because I'm obviously not not a not a big Cowboys fan. I support you when they're playing and my team's out. You know what I'm saying? Because we're brothers and all. But I think if the Cowboys can control the time of possession and run the ball successfully, keep the ball out of Russell Sands, like you were saying, I think they're going to win the game. I hate to I hate to admit it, but I mean I, I see it being a low scoring game, like you guys were saying. Defenses are very underrated. Neither gives up a lot of points. So I think exactly if, or if like if really can run because, successfully. Yeah. They have been but don't break defenses. Yeah, exactly. And, exactly. And based on based on what we're saying about these AFC games, I wouldn't just—I literally wouldn't be surprised at all if these AFC games that we're counting so much turn out to be terrible games, and that the NFC games actually end up being closer. So I 10-7. wouldn't. Be surprised. Yeah, I literally wouldn't be surprised if they were like ten seven and thirteen ten games. Bunch of field goals. Who's yeah. got a field goal kicker? Super exciting. Hey, that Seattle Minnesota game from a few years ago when Blair Walsh missed that uh, that field goal that just completely left. Yarder. Yeah, that just literally took off left. Um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting. So let's move on to the last NFC game. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to regret my, my, my words last week. Who cares about this game? Hey, they made the playoffs. I was, half right. I was half right. All right. I did say that Minnesota would lose and the Eagles would make the playoffs. That being well, said, Minnesota's bad. Kirk Cousins is bad. I'm sorry. That being said though, um, I really don't know if the Eagles can win this game, but at the same time, I'm not ruling them out because Chicago is super young. And I don't know if their defense can do it alone because Mitch could just fold. I mean, I don't, I don't know. So good. It is, but Mitch could also fold. That, that is also true. Mind you, most of his team hasn't uh, – I don't think any of them has made the playoffs. Allen Robinson, maybe? No, or he no. wasn't even on the Jags. He was hurt. Yeah, he, he was hurt. hurt. He didn't even play, so. No, Trey, there you go. Trey Burton. Well, Khalil Mack, Khalil Mack made, the, uh, made the playoffs with Oakland two years ago. Yeah. But, oh yeah, that's right. With like Matt McGloin. Yeah. <laughs> was it was the quarterback, right, or something like that? <laughs> Wait, was that was Derek Carr player then, or did? No, that was when Derek Carr. That was when that was when the Raiders. Everybody predicted them to go to the Super Bowl, and then and then Derek Carr. Oh, Derek Carr, like whatever. Yeah, that's right. Right, right, right. So uh, this this game, I think, could be. The, I think it's going to be the most boring game, but I think it could be the most interesting game at the same time because. We don't know what Chicago can do. Burton disappears. Howard disappears. Tariq Cohen disappears. Trubisky, they all disappear. I mean, who knows if any of them are going to show up for the game except Khalil Mack. I say a couple defensive touchdowns this game. It could be. I mean, but I, I don't trust the Bears' offense. No, no, I don't. I don't I don't either, even though Jordan Howard, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> but Tariq, Tariq Cohen is the only guy that I would – look at as far as if I'm you know in, in a fantasy this weekend but I'm, I'm only saying the Bears and I'm, I'm never gonna pick the Eagles Giants I'm okay with picking them if it was Giants Bears okay I yeah, right. do not like the Eagles I'm sorry I don't I care do if you're listening like and you're an Eagles fan you probably relish this yeah they love but it I can't stand them I'm Chicago all the way Let's they go. can't stand you so Chi-town. Hey, I'm a nice, I'm a nice Cowboys fan. Windy City. <laughs> <laughs> to me, this is a battle of, of wits because Matt Nagy, Doug Peterson, are both disciples of the Andy Reid coaching tree. And they're so friends, I'm, too. I am very, very intrigued to see how they prepare for this game. I think this game is going to come down to who prepares better, honestly. This, to me, this is a coaching matchup, 100%, because the Eagles have the experience, right, and the Bears have none. If Matt Nagy has them prepared – they're going to put Mitch Mitchell, I think, in very low-risk situations. 
to mitigate risk. Obviously, he's going to dump offs here and there. He's going to keep Tariq Cohen involved a lot. A lot of short passes, Taylor Gabriel, Trey Burton. I don't think they're going to maybe take a shot, a couple couple shots here and there. But to me, they're going to play a very low-risk offense, try and move the ball like they have all season. Put Mitch in a position to succeed. They're going to be the better prepared team, I think. I don't know if the Eagles are – I mean, they're coming off that high of making the playoffs again. I I hate doubting them. I just don't like them either. But I would like to see a new team rise up this year and 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 keep going we get to watch in the playoffs i don't know i'm going i'm going matt Nagy in a incredibly close game defense prevails it, this is a coaching game right here preparation you take okay. do you take yeah. the okay. eagles with the points what's the points six, six points the eagles are getting six yeah that's why i'm i'll take philly right because nick Foles. nick Foles did this last year yeah i we pretty I much the same team I think this is completely possible in that regard. Granted, from a fantasy perspective, if you are doing playoff leagues, I think that exploiting that Eagles secondary is a must. Um, as much as I think that they all could disappear at the Bears, um, the Eagles are one of the worst teams against, uh, against a quarterback and wide receivers. So letting up about 270 yards through the air, there's only two teams worse than that, Kansas City and Cincinnati. So I really think it's possible that if Trubisky does show up and he does come to play in his first playoff game, that he could – over, you know, outperform what we, you know, anything we, anyone could have expected. He could put up that same five-plus touchdown game. Um, at the same time, though, they all could disappear. I am going, and I cannot believe I am actually going to say this out loud, but I am going Philadelphia over Chicago. I do not think Chicago is going to show up to play. I think the Eagles are still running high on their wins getting into the playoffs and their Super Bowl last year, so I'm going to go Philly. Yeah. So to recap, like it. to recap our picks um, – for God, the, I hope you're wrong. Recap these picks for our four games. Uh, I am going Colts over the Texans. I am going the – unfortunately, I'm going to say this out loud, but I am going Cowboys over the Seahawks, um, Chargers over the Ravens, and the Eagles over the Bears. So that is basically every single away team except the Cowboys. So you guys? So yeah, I got every recap – your, Recap your picks. Who do I have? I got <laughs> Cowboys. Cowboys. Uh, I'm going Andrew Luck. I love it. I love Andrew Luck this, this year. Uh, the Chargers and the Bears. Yeah, I'm going. Um, I'm going Colts. Obviously, I said that before. I think based on what I said earlier about the Cowboys Seahawks game, this might be a little confusing because I'm actually going Seahawks. I think they're eventually going to be able to stop Zeke. Russell Wilson's the experienced playoff quarterback. They're going to win in a very, very close game. Sorry, brother. I'm actually going Ravens, the home team, and the Bears. So basically every other team that I didn't pick minus the Colts. So nice. Wow. We should do some wagers on this. We should. This will be, be fun. Yeah. Should, let's, I'm going to keep a track. I'm going to keep track of this actually. Let's keep track of this going into next week. See where we're at. And then whoever has the most points at the end of this. Yeah. Add them up. Add them up. Whoever has the most points, we get some bragging rights. Maybe get a, you know, a Starbucks gift card. Because like a nice dinner, out. a nice romantic dinner, some pizza. So, mm. Something like to, that. Someone has to shave their head or something. Yeah. Fine, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> sure. I know, brother, you don't have any hair, so you. I can't don't care if I lose. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting. I want to see. I want to see who has the most points at the end of this all. Um, we'll figure. We'll figure something out when I when I fly up there in in two weeks. Awesome. Two weeks awesome. from today, actually. Uh, awesome. Exciting. So uh, all three with of us. our last with our last Christmas? minutes with our last few minutes, let's talk about just some some strategies for playoff lineups. Uh, the most common. So theme, tough. The most common theme of these playoff lineups is. You know, it's your typical quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end. Most have two flex, a kicker, and defense. So, and in most of these leagues, you can only pick one player from each team, leaving two teams without a player on your uh, on your roster. What are some strategies that you 
use to pick these players? Is it kind of at random? Is it kind of, you know, best players who perform during the year? What do you do? I mean, not necessarily best. Obviously, like someone like a DeAndre, I think his – even if he loses the first round, it's like – the amount of production that you can get from a DeAndre, because he could put up 10 catches, 160 yards, two touchdowns. That right there could solidify you for the next two weeks. But it, it's a very, it's a very, it is really tough because then it's like, all right, so I picked Patrick Mahomes. He's not playing this week. You're not getting any points. So the next week he's only got one game. Okay. Let's say they lose. He has his, he has the worst game of his entire career. You know what I mean? Like it's just, there's, there is a lot of strategy involved in that. I've never done one like that, though, as far as picking one from each team. I don't know if – have you guys ever done that? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've done it before. It's very interesting. It's, it, makes, it makes things very difficult. Tough. Um, yeah. Well, because the thing that's, that's tough, too, and we talk about who we think is going to win, right? Essentially, in, these, in this wild card weekend, right, if you pick, say, Andrew Luck or Deshaun Watson, you're hoping that they obviously win this game and that they have a shot to keep playing. Because if somebody's in a high-scoring position, potentially, you want them to be in as many games as possible, right? So I try and pick the, the position quarterback, a running back, a receiver, who I think is going to make it to the Super Bowl, right? But who's going to carry the team? Who is going to be their highest-scoring player every single game, no matter what? And in a lot of these cases, it, it could be the quarterback, but it's tough to pick like a, like a Brady or a Patrick Mahomes because – Brady might – I mean, they have so many weapons. They might run the ball 30 times, and he does nothing for two of the games if they advance. Mahomes, like you said, might have a, clunk, a clunker. He's never been in the playoffs, so you can't blame him. And, and he's not playing this week. So to, it's, it's incredibly difficult, but I like the challenge of having to only pick one guy from every team because then, like, Colts Texans, like you're saying, you could pick DeAndre, you could pick Andrew Luck, right? And somebody's going to advance with you to the next round, Right. Right, and, and, that's the, and that's the whole goal is to make sure that you get at least two, your two best players in the Super Bowl to get you points at the end. But my three things that I look for when I pick my lineups is how do they perform this year? Do they finish strong? Uh, number two thing is their matchup based. Who are they going up against in the week one and who could they potentially play in the weeks, you know, in the next rounds of the playoffs? And the three is actually to differentiate yourself from other lineups. If you are playing in a, in a league that you can only pick one player from a given team, differentiate yourself with at least a few players. Yes, it's important to pick DeAndre Hopkins and the best available players like your Patrick Mahomes and your Travis Kelsey's. But when it comes to a certain team, maybe pick Robert Woods and, or Brandon Cooks over Todd Gurley. Maybe pick, uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of ones like pick Tyler Lockett over Russell Wilson. You know, pick, pick Gronk. Gronk's going to be so undervalued in these leagues because but the he thing, stinks, right? But the thing, <laughs> but Tom, but Tom Brady targets him, and if you've seen him in the playoffs, it's the playoffs. Exactly. in the playoffs is a whole other animal. So if the you, you, you want to win these leagues, yes, there's a good chance if you do this, there is a good chance that they don't perform. But if you want to win, you have to you have to be able to separate your team and pick the guys you know you can rely on who are going to get you points, but take the guys that other teams aren't going to pick. Edelman. That could separate you from the other types of teams. I love Edelman. Edelman always so, performs in the playoffs. James White, yeah, James White over Edelman, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, that's where you're trying to draw the line is who's going who's gonna to perform, outperform who and who's going to be owned less. And then it's like the Chiefs, who the hell do you take? So, right, because so. most people, you would think most people would take Patrick Mahomes, right? Nope. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to. That's what other people are going to think as well. 
But then it's like, oh my god, okay, a tight end. Correct. Uh, yeah, most people Tyree, are going to go Kelsey or Hill. Kelsey. But then it's like, hey, what about taking Damian Williams? Correct. So it's about differentiating yourself. So there are plenty of options, but do it based on those types of things. Make sure that you have a good balance of great players that you know are going to perform and some who kind of will surprise other teams that you picked in a way. You know they're going to get your points, but make sure they differentiate you from other teams because if you keep picking the same players everyone else is, you're all going to, you know, be, you know, you're all going to have similar lineups. So anyway, so that is it for our episode. Um, we, divisional uh, week will be next week. We'll get into some, some of those matchups, but please enjoy these wildcard games. They're going to be fantastic. Oh, I yeah. can't wait. I'm so yeah. excited. Uh, you can find us at the fantasy fam uh, on Twitter. You can email us at the fantasy fam at gmail.com. Also check out our website, the fantasy uh, we'll be back next week to discuss divisional rounds and those matchups. So on behalf of me and my wonderful cousins, this is the Fantasy Fam signing off.